Somebody in the world must have dirt on Jamie Roberts, you know? No, it's, it's, it's a tiny, and... tiny cock. It's the only explanation. Hello, and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby, and I'm your host, Adam. And I'm very happy to say we have a special guest here. Um, he probably knows more about rugby than all of us combined, and along with Mitch, is probably the most knowledgeable rugby person we've had on the pod. It's uh, Will Owen, who uh, who is here. How are you, Will? Thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thank you. I'm very flattered by you suggesting I know something about rugby. Uh, I learned yesterday that you're not allowed to pass forwards, so... Oh, really? Um, uh, th- this uh, is this is pretty good. I, I know quite a lot about rugby now. Uh, I'm still struggling on the whole blind side, open side thing. So, um, and that's that's not that's. Wait, so you can't no, 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 that, that's actually like like Will's making a joke, but you you seriously don't know. Adam. Yeah, <laughs> my, my my sarcasm meters uh, very low. For those of you who don't know, Will is a rugby writing analyst on the XV and the Rugby Mag, and co-analyst at the Squidge Rugby and co-host at the Squidge's uh, Rugby World Cup retrospective pod. And more importantly, yes. he's a player and coach at Long Eaton Rugby. Yes. I feel, and that's, I feel that's, the, that's, that's the headline right there. That is very important, actually, because um, Long Eaton Rugby set a world record yesterday for the world's yes. largest rugby training session. So, you know, it, we're hot news right now. Wow. wow. Nice. How many people participated? Um, officially, it went down as 999 because um, nice. that, that was what the clip went up to but we actually had a, a thousand and forty people in the uh in the session itself uh so thankfully we didn't go over like millions or else we'd have still been capped at 999 so yeah. next time there's there's some like different forms we'd have to fill out in order for us to go over a thousand but apparently the, the team there's a team in japan whose record we broke and apparently it's already got back to them and they're already oh. unhappy about it <laughs> yeah. uh, so this could be a constant war and eventually we're gonna have to play each other surely is Yo, this like like that... it's, 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 it's got to be a thousand versus a thousand then surely yeah you play full yes. squad full squad <laughs> like, 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 that's yeah, how we've you... been training so yeah, you yeah. Got, you know, pra- pra- practice how you play like it, yeah. it makes... but are these so, so a thousand actual registered rugby players like every one um, of them not every single one of them so we said the majority of them definitely but we did say like you know it's welcome to you know bring bring Kids, parents, you know, girlfriends, whoever uh, can come and play. So uh, we we did have a few uh, extras. And then what what position do you play? I play as a scrum half myself. So um, I tend to hide behind my forward pack and make them do all the fighting for me, which is what that session was all about, was just fighting. Do you you have a Rolls-Royce forward pack in front of you? (laughs) You said you're uh, fighters, so yeah, it's good no, to ask. No, 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 you, can, you can slate them. No one listens to this. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No one <laughs> won't come back to them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I chat shit about my forwards on my own podcast, and, you know, they, they never pick up on it. So, uh, And then Classic. I talk about how great they're doing when it comes to a Saturday afternoon because they have to protect me from yes. big, scary yes, flankers. Yes, 100%. Uh, but no, thank you for joining us. Very much appreciate it. That's okay, it. man. No, thank you for having me on, guys. No, no, and, uh, but actually, let me just quickly say hello to the other people. Alex, how are you? Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Um, I was going to say to Will, now it's a good time to talk shit about Robbie as well. Oh, yes, that's a really good point. Yeah, literally, I love literally doing no one listens to our podcast. And yeah, ho- hopefully he doesn't in this case, uh, or maybe he, he does. You know, because although he he, he seems to intake a hell of a lot of rugby content, like I wouldn't be surprised if he just randomly, you know, 
Got yeah. to listen to it at like three times speed just to make sure he doesn't miss anything about, yeah, the, yeah. about the new well, Ninja Rugby saga. Oh he's, de- he's definitely familiar with you guys. I can tell you that much because I did mention to him that I'm going on here, and um, you know he was he he was familiar. Okay, that's nice. He, he definitely was like he was pretending. Yeah, he was being no, no, nice. No. He was being nice. Yeah. <laughs> he, he brought up yeah. your name, Alex. You know, he said. Uh, uh, it, you know, he, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, it's him, isn't it? I said, yes, it is. Yeah, Alex is a celebrity. In, Alex, in, in Twitter. Good, yeah, he's got, he's got heat. Uh, very much so. Uh, like, ben, like, like, like Tel Aviv heat. Yeah. Yes. Adam, Adam, I, I feel you shot that segue 45 seconds too early. No, I don't, well, you know, these things happen in, 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 in the creative genius that is Elite Rugby Bad. So just quickly, could better you find. Is it hot? I'm, in, I'm fine. You're fine. Matt, are you fine? Are you yeah, good? Sorry. No, I'm forgot. not too bad. Okay. Okay. Would so, say, would you say heat? Yeah. Well, yeah. Would you say you've had a heat day? Um. No. I achieved <laughs> nothing except just arranging my schedule for the rest of the week. That's heat, though. That's time heat. That's um, heat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> on, a, on a more serious note, just very quickly, uh, we very kindly requested Wall here because the South African teams were heading north. Finally, uh, we've we've headed off to I was going to say the Great White North. That's not, not quite, but it's very close to it. Uh, for the United Rugby Championship, uh, Super Rugby is dead. It's all about URC. Um, so Will's going to help us out. I'm going to be listening intently for draft tips. Will, um, I have been doing some research, so I'll be yeah. ra- raising it to what you say, especially about the Welsh teams. A lot of value there, of I think. Uh, we'll yeah. naturally be chatting about rugby championship, uh, South Africa's unfortunate defeat to Australia, the Kiwis doing what they do best and just winning, and uh, a little bit of news, which I think we'll quickly get very much stuck into, so we won't spend too much time. In honour of Will's presence, uh, Jamie Roberts, uh, that legend of a human being, he graduated from Cambridge University, and... I'm just trying to think what degree he has here. He's already got a medical degree from the no, Cardiff it was, University. It was, a, it was like a master's in philosophy, specialising in some sort of medical thing. Was it? Oh, uh, shit, you're right. Like, everything's a master's in I was yes. going to say, yeah. isn't that one of the ones where, like, just after honours, everything is just master's in philosophy? Yeah. Uh, it is a master's in philosophy. Uh, I'm trying to find out what it is exactly. But it would be enough. peak Jamie Roberts to do something completely irrelevant to his first degree, wouldn't it? It would be completely yeah. peak if he, he, if Jamie Roberts just tried to complete every degree and was just like, yeah. oh yeah, give me a list of degrees. I'll, I'll try and take them all on, you know, because I'm sure he will. Ah, uh, there you go. Masters in philosophy, yeah. Ben, you're right, in medical science. Um, he's got a very cute picture. Uh, I think I see him holding his son. Um, Thomas? Yeah, I hope so. Well, just Thomas. A child. Just, just, yes. <laughs> just Jamie Roberts just holding no. a child. Why Isn't not? That what you get when you when you graduate from Cambridge, they just give you a kid, and you can... Or they just give you Jamie Roberts. Yeah, that'd be oh. nice. Oh, so so are you are you implying the kid graduated from Cambridge and won yes. Jamie? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid is also called Jamie Roberts. <laughs> Possible. Enough to disprove you. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> this is a secret to his prolific career, just cloning himself over years. Pretty much. Uh, well, if, if 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 we go to clone someone like Jamie Roberts is right up there, definitely not. Or a chap, as well. I I can't think of anyone I'd rather clone. It was uh one one day at school, one of my mates came up to me and he said, "Been like I'm really worried. Like 
what if like everyone on earth was me like we wouldn't have invented like the light bulb and shit like he, and he was like genuinely concerned about this i was like well it's, it's an honor she's right? still waters but, yeah. but but if everyone in the world was jamie roberts like the world would be way better oh yeah it'd be fine we'd be sound be sorted <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cancer be cured war would be irrelevant everything would be fine uh, with jamie roberts running the world um and then things in australia segway uh Things like this wouldn't happen, right? Be Australia, they fired a senior executive effective immediately after police had arrested and charged an employee over the alleged possession of child sexual abuse material. Uh, I won't mention the name of the employee uh, just to avoid that stuff, but that's not great. I think it was Reuters who informed us that be Australia, and then they took the apparent action against the employee. So uh, I guess good one, good one, right? Be Australia acting. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a good one, but <laughs> well, you, you know what I mean. Jesus, Alex. Yeah, no, like, it was, it's better. It's better than rugby New Zealand, who just you know. They would well, yeah. well, So what yeah. if Australia? What Australia like the one governing body that have actually managed things like this well? With the whole Israel Falau thing, they managed yes. well. You yeah. know, they gave him a things. warning, then a bit of a slap on the wrist, and then just said, "Right, I don't care that you're basically the best player in the world. You're gone from our team uh, because yeah. you know his views were horrible and bigoted. So like, it's great that they're actually able to act on this, and you know." You look at a, a certain fly half playing in the Premiership, uh, who I don't want to talk about, uh, and you know the the multiple All Blacks players who are getting away with everything. Um, yeah. Rugby has such a habit of sweeping these things into the carpet. Seeing somebody actually doing something about it does a kind of warrant praise now. Yes, hundred percent. I agree. No, yeah, Australia, like the AU has always been quite good about this kind of thing. Um, yeah, even yeah. though I had to. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much on, on Alex uh, on that. Someone who uh, I guess will be receiving a lot of hate just very quickly, uh, Reno Peterson, um, who's played for Castells. He decided to um, do the sport. What do you call it, Matt? Was the spear by the edge, the WWE, the way yeah. he tackled tackled. Uh, no, but no, he didn't do a spear. He just sort of leapt at him with his body in some weird. Method. I just I don't the understand. It was, yeah, like a, it was like a Jesus. dolphin tackle. Like he arched. He was like a dolphin breaching. Like sort of he arches over into this guy as if he's a hedge yeah, and but... he's like a horse yeah, trying to go over a hedge or something. Oh, okay, Weesh. okay. If if the guy he tackled had the ball at that time, would have it have still been a red? Uh, I need to look. I yes, think I think so because it's still like body on head contact. Like yeah. That's no, one of those few. Oh, oh, to, to me, it was sort of nipple height, exactly. You know, he was following the I think his feet trailed right. nipple height when he hit him, but like the rest of him was above. Yeah, but he, he was like horizontal. That's one of, those, you... one of those red cards you look at and go, that would have been a red card 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, that's not down to law changes. And like, the, the funny thing was <laughs> when he kind of turned to the camera and looked gutted, it's just like, were you not just going out to deliberately get a red card there? Like, did you not have a fiver on you getting a red card in this game? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's if anyone's ever played rugby 08, and uh, yeah, of course. Um, but you know, like you do that, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, um, but, play play now while we're recording, actually, yeah, like I'm busy <laughs> playing 08 now, right now. Um, but basically, there was that trick where you could kick off like just about the five meter line. And these guys used to choose to get him like this. Um, but basically, you do like a really high short kickoff. 
and then just pop the guy as he caught the ball and get a like a uh, scrum from if Kukov. And did, it was that, did, kind, that kind of tackle. Did anybody play Rugby 06, I think it was? Yes. Yeah, well, I, I think it was Rugby 06. It might have been like one of those kind of spin-off ones where it's like Rugby Challenge 06 or whatever. But yeah. uh, I think it was that one where, like, you know how, like, if you've got a controller in your hand, like the big, like, A button that is the most appetising button to press. Yeah. On that game, that button was to do a high tackle. Um, and, like, you could do it on <laughs> any player, including your own players, the referee, like, anybody. Yeah, and, you know, me. special high tackle button. yeah. Yeah, like me and, you know, Robbie of Squidge Rugby uh, once spent an afternoon playing that and just completely marvelling in, like, how incredible this th- this game that was basically centred around giving away penalties was. Uh, I just thought it was perfect. I think, you know, um, that is, like, if you are, like, Baki's Borter and you're an aspiring young second row, that is the perfect video game. Yeah. Has your brother actually done a like a, a review of all the rugby games? Because I think he should if he hasn't. It's something that we've discussed doing something similar to. We've we did something on the channel where we played rugby twenty and the the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games rugby sevens mode. But we have floated the idea of doing other sort of content where we play all of the rugby games before because we're nerdy about that. Yeah, yeah. The rugby sevens was actually quite good though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was objectively trash, but a lot of fun at the same time. Yeah, no, I remember that, yeah. We we did one where we drafted sides. Yeah. And then put and then made those sides on rugby. Which one was it? Rugby Challenge? 20? Rugby Challenge, yeah. Right. And then we made those sides play against each other, both being the computer to see who made the better draft team. Yeah. That's a really good, really good shout. Yeah, we yeah. did one for... uh, Our YouTube channel was over eight or nine views, so yeah, it was pretty big. <laughs> oh, wow. That's like big numbers. <laughs> pretty fucking massive, yeah. yeah. We got done here. Uh, I hope you did it on the 80-minute setting as well, so they play a full match. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not sure Paul was in charge of it. Yeah, speaking, speaking of 80 minutes, uh, our, our final, I guess we'll do our final news item before we get into to the rugby. Uh, Joe Marler, um, you know, I'm no fan of him, but he, he's called for the banning of 4G three. BG pictures. Uh, Henry Slade retweeted him and, and did the uh, uh, hands with the little thingy emoji, agreeing with him. So, in, in short, artificial pictures. I don't know Newcastle Falcons in the Premiership use it. Um, well, just I mean, your side of the tracks. Artificial, artificial, <laughs> artificial pictures reused regularly um, at that sort of high level uh, mm-hmm. in your in your experience. And just what, what's your view on this? More lo- your locale. I dare not say you're English, but... Uh, oh, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, first thing, there's there's a minefield of jokes you can make about Henry Slade and 5G conspiracies. Uh, <laughs> secondly, um, this is... Uh, band is maybe a strong thing, but obviously, I, I mean, I've played on um, uh, 5G pitches before, 4G pitches, mm. whatever you want to call them, and the next day, they're not good on the knees. Um that is for sure. I can totally see why uh, players would have unhappy reactions to playing on them. Uh, because, you know, like, especially when you've got to go through your usual recovery procedure and then train in the next couple of days, you know, it must be annoying having the inconvenience of the, all the skin having fallen off your knees, you know? Uh, okay. No, that, that, that's not there ideal. was There was that study not like a couple of years ago. I mean, we've been running that long now where they found that 
the the recovery period was like significantly longer for injuries that occurred on these pitches. Right. Okay. Like, like the actual like by like a good couple of days to weeks. I'm trying to remember. It was old. It's an old one. It's like a good two three years old now. That study, but they right the, the, they did it at yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember now because I think even Eddie Jones weighed in on it when it came out. Like he was still sort right. of newish as an English coach. Right. Okay. Jones had opinion. Well, of course, he had an opinion. He's always got an opinion, but I can't remember what it was anymore. I'm sure he just so ag- what, agreed what's with the, the upside of but at, at this point, there must be there must be data on it, though. Yeah. Like, like, like surely, surely it's, it's pretty black and white at this point. It isn't like a mm, should we, shouldn't we? It's a. And I'm wondering yeah. if it's a financial thing. Well, that's the thing. It was probably cheaper to maintain one of these long term. Yeah. Like, it definitely will be, but yeah. if it does increase the the chance of injury, you know, um, especially, you know, I, I don't know if the stats may be around head collisions and stuff like that, which obviously is something which needs to be taken very seriously. But if it does increase the chance of injury, then frankly, like, that's the only stat that matters, you know? So it wasn't than... chance of injury, it was severity of injury that it... So, so they right, couldn't, okay, they couldn't find... Yeah. They, could, they didn't, as far as I remember, they didn't say whether or not it, you were more likely to be injured... But when you were injured, you were out for a significant amount of time longer. Right. Which is wow. Just okay. as be- I mean, for a professional side, I feel like that's almost worse. Much worse, yeah. You're losing players for longer time, and the rehab's more yeah. difficult, and things like that. I'm surprised that the the insurance companies haven't got involved with this actually. Yeah. Because yeah. Because it's a surprise how often you often you hear things about. Oh, uh, this guy can't join the squad because of his insurance or something like mm. that. Remember the whole thing with uh, Cornell yeah, Hendricks? Yeah. Like he oh, basically Cornell didn't play yeah. for the Springboks because the, the insurance wouldn't cover him because of his heart condition. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Of course, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. But it's, I remember as well, Newcastle Falcons, so they play on a 4G pitch. And mm. I think it was last season they did... Uh, they partook in a study where all of their players had like what looked like an earpiece on the side of their head, uh, which was something about concussions. Um, uh, so I don't. I wonder if it'll be interesting to see the results of that to see if there's any higher risk of concussion on their home ground, a 4G pitch, as opposed to away playing on grass. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it should be worse if your head does slam into that instead of some sort of yeah. boggy normal pitch of like grass and dirt especially yeah. up north it's not Kim- it's like slamming your head into Kimberley pitch versus anywhere else yeah i, I won't lie if 4g is a problem uh, grick was home stadium is definitely a problem <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like there's like nine blades of grass on that whole thing yeah it's sort <laughs> of dead boy area <laughs> yeah. Uh, last last quick piece of news item. Um, Zalpere, uh, we've moaned a lot about the Western Province Rugby Football Union and the shit show administration that occurs. He might be facing a vote of no confidence. The one thing uh, Jamie year. Roberts couldn't fix. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, 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 <laughs> Western <laughs> Province is so even, far. Ja- even Jamie Roberts couldn't fix it. <laughs> he, he could not fix it. And this this does have ramifications because, I mean, the Stormers are, the I guess, the professional team from Western Province. So we'll be watching this one. Again, with interest, if you want to read about it, check out rapid365.com. Um, yeah, because they're voting to, obviously tonight. At, tonight, yeah, at time of yes, recording, yes, obviously. Yeah, and the, and I saw that news come out but, this weekend, and I was like, just, classic. Yeah, yeah. But, but if so, so, but there's still that threat still on the table that they might kick them out of URC. Well, I think, <sighs> nah, I think no, that's I think, 
it's too late now. Like the storm yeah. is up in Europe. They've flown there. But I think if Saru will be happy if South Maria fails this vote and there is a yes. vote of no confidence against him and he's voted out. I think Saru will be more inclined to deal with VPRU then. Yeah, but is, is there actually someone to replace him? Because they also uh, got I think Saru's so... probably going to try and squeeze their own sort of puppet in. Nah, I think Saru going to put them in administration either way. This yeah. is the fate to comply. But we'll see. Uh, we will see. And I'm glad you mentioned URC, Ben. It's a, a good segue to it. It's so... not a good segue, Adam. Jesus, Ben. You know, I'm just trying to get through the day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You've lost your, your segue, Ryan. Yeah, great segue. Yeah, I was parenting a lot in the weekend and it drained me of, of all my energy. I thought but you were the... such a seasoned parent, though, Adam. Experienced, I oh. thought, was the, the term that you threw around. Uh, Experienced. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not being dragged into, into this debate. The Force of African franchises are heading into unknown territory <laughs> right now. Um, so obviously if you want to check out the squads you can find them, I know from a South African perspective we're not expecting a lot from the Lions or the Stormers, well actually very little from the Lions maybe a little bit more from the Stormers but from the SA sides, the Sharks and the Bulls in particular, are the two teams to watch Will, from from your perspective I mean, it's gone through three iterations of the failed Rainbow Cup um, there's announcements yeah. last year so as someone who uh, which uh, a part of me, which team do you actually support if any? The yeah, so if any is is the important question. So basically, the Southern way Kings, I, I Kings, watch Southern it, Kings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually um I supported Aeroni, uh, the old Italian team. Then they went bust, and suddenly yes. you know I have no one to support. No, I, so, I basically. Oh, so you're in my. So you and I, we are in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just there for Dewald Damas, the incredible uh, South African. <laughs> um, oh, what a guy. Okay. Um. Anyway. Um. So. Uh, it's a cop-out answer, but I support all four Welsh regions because right. uh, basically it, it really, really um, helps me build up for when the internationals come around. And I actually am very passionately supporting one team all of a sudden. And yeah, yeah. then it's all the more heartbreaking when they don't win the World Cup. <laughs> Somebody should be used to. They should try, if they want to win the World Cup, they should try being better at rugby. Or at least yeah, yeah. just yeah. having like, a half-decent coach. Thanks, Ben. I mean, we didn't win the World Cup by being like significantly better rugby. It just like they just fell for us. Am, am I wrong? We had a better coach. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, so, but if you, if you speak to yeah. certain people, we're still stuck in 2019 uh, as of now. But we'll get we'll get on to that. So, um, well, from your perspective, just the participation of the South African teams, what do you expect they're going to add? And then, uh, um, I guess we'll start with Wales. If there's a, a, which teams you think will do the best in Wales and maybe one or two players you think especially for the South African audience who might not be very familiar uh, sure. with the Celtish Celtish also Celtish yeah. Italian okay. players uh, just guys keep an eye on that, that we don't know who, who especially maybe won't be well known from the international stage uh, yeah okay up. um well, to start off talking about the South African teams, you know, I'm excited to see what they're going to bring, you know, because obviously mm. they've, we've had, the, as you said, the Southern Kings and the Cheetahs coming in beforehand. Yes, um, uh, so I think bringing in these new teams uh, will bring a completely different landscape. That, And to be honest, like with a lot of them, I don't know what to expect. But there is one thing based on previous South African uh, Pro 14 form mm. that I'm really, really excited for. And that thing is Raps Maxwane. Who is yeah. like one of my, one of my favourite players in the world? Like, if I was picking a Barbarians team, which believe me I will, um, 
with and I have to pick an own cap player. Max Wane would be like the first man on the team sheet. Mm. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's a pity that Tini plays for um, the, the, the Lions. Were, I think the, the general consensus. Yeah, so, well, just for a bit of context, <sighs> Adam is Adam's a know. massive Bulls fan. So any chance to right. show on the Lions, mm. Adam will take. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just have unrealistic. The, have the Lions signed Edward Van der Merwe as well? Yeah, they yeah. have, haven't they? So yeah, that's a hell of an exciting combination yeah. of wingers there. You've got Max Wane and Van der Merwe somehow both still uncapped. Um, you know, when did Rubs play fly half until? Oh, that must have been a long time. Yeah. I didn't know that happened. And no, because he, he I... was a fly off up until like under nineteen or under, oh he was God. only a fly off at school. I hope well, there is you... video footage of this somewhere because that is tonight's viewing sorted. No, no, B, because it was quite controversial that it was like, why are you, why are you putting him on the wing? Because he's essentially wow, fast. Okay. But they've uh, really so if Will claims to be Raz, like Fodder's Fodder, I want him to name 10 positions he's played. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't name you 10 positions, let alone one that uh, Max Wiley's played. <laughs> I don't know what you're me, but that's does like, does like blindside lock and... Uh, uh, loose head lock and tight head lock count as two positions or what? Sure, yeah. In, in this case, one. Fly half and stand off are two different positions, right? Yeah, first five uh, Fly half, stand off, first yeah. five mm. So, yes. Um, well. But yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, it was fun and murder, raps, and like, I mean, I would like to fill in much of fullback, but they've got options that they. They could they could play like Stiampina at one of the wings and then play I don't know maybe able or fullback. Um, but yeah, like I'm not a lot of the players I'm really excited for playing for line. Um, like obviously uh, similarly, but I don't know if Henko van Beek um, has gone. Uh, He's like been named with the training squad. Um, I'll send you a clip. Well, he, he might have sure. seen me recruiting. Uh, but okay. he's he's really exciting and after sent it. He's like super talented. He's probably the next big thing uh, to come out of South Africa. Um, okay. Yeah, they and they got like some really exciting loose forwards. So and I, I don't think they'll get wins, but they'll be interesting to watch. Oh, of course, cool. I can remember. Obviously, on uh, over the Lions um, warm-up games uh, in the summer, uh, that was where I first learned about Vincent Ch- uh, Chichuka, uh, yeah. who I am super excited to see play again because he was awesome in that game. Uh, and uh, Pepsi Butalazi, I, I really yes. really like as well. I like the look of him. Uh, so yeah. there's the, this is me stretching my knowledge of uncapped South Africans. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. No, no, but, but, but my, my concern is that these Oaks, if they do well now. They're just going to get signed by yeah. European teams. I mean, and I mean mm. just pull a Clayton Blomikis and just turn to absolute seed and not be able to do <laughs> anything overseas. But wasn't that happening already? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happened when the Cheetahs and Kings went went to Pro 14. Like, they just, especially the Cheetahs to an extent, like, just sort of, it just became this, like, feeder, feeder club to other European clubs that were like, oh, shit, Bloemfontein, we can buy these players for next to fuck all because that's what their salaries are at the moment anyway. Yeah. And that's the and thing, then, I mean, then, guys then, like, then, like, like, yeah, Hendrik Bessels and Ted Fullerton 
uh, and a few of the young guys. Jasper Visser. Yeah, like almost straight out of high school um, by teams like Montpellier. So I don't think, you know, I think that ship sailed. Um, we might as well embrace. Yeah. Mm. And also, you know, to be honest, like we, we've long ago passed the point of no return. Uh, mm. Like there was a critical threshold beyond which our domestic teams are always going to struggle with our players. And I feel like we've passed that. So now we might as well play in hopefully a more competitive tournament than Super Rugby with turning out to be. And make a little bit more, more money. I assume that's a factor. Yeah, um, I'm assuming yeah. I'm assuming they're going to struggle to pull... I think the Shark Summer is probably going to be the least sort of damaged by going up north and losing and losing players because I feel like they're the one side with actual money behind them right now that they could most probably retain any sort of talent that does get sort of European noses sniffing after them. But I don't know. I think like the Lions are going to Lions most probably are going to bleed players at this rate. Stormers somehow just retain players unless it's the Sharks who want to buy them. But like yeah. But for some reason, Stormers can somehow retain like their Springboks. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, just to, to, so turning back to you, Will. Uh, yes. So, I was more about the Walsh teams. Yeah. Sorry, before so, we got. Yeah. Well, Adam wants you to give him a top fifteen of who he should, who he should be drafting. Just <laughs> no, run yeah, through the shopping absolutely. list for him. No, I'm doing this for so, the good of the, good of the Sam, good audience. <laughs> anyway. But, but no, to be fair, like. In terms of somebody who'd be a really good draft pick from the the Welsh team, so, so players are ringing. So yes, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. So what so, round? Um, what round are we talking here, though? Well, are we like, <laughs> is this like a sleeper sort of ten round pick, or is this like someone I, I to reckon, target within the first two rounds? Pop him in early. I think Jack Morgan, uh, who's just signed Ooh. from the Scarlet City Ospreys. Yeah. Uh, he's so far uncapped by Wales, but he he will be he will be winning caps at some point soon. He's like a huge open side flanker, can play anywhere in the back row. Um, and he scores tries, he wins big turnovers. He's like a really, really exciting signing as far as I'm concerned. Does he hold the ball at the back of the rolling moor? Well, he has scored tries from back up, back to malls before, ooh, and that's, that's ooh, one thing I'm, I think. I'm, 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 but, I'm, I'm, <laughs> but don't cling on to that, okay? Because I think, no, some, no. you know, Sam Parry well, or whoever. You have fooled me with mm-hmm. false hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he gave yeah. up a medical engineering, mechanical engineering apprenticeship to pursue professional opinion. Right. Yeah, oh, I, I just knew that. So, yeah. Oh, so, so someone oh, jumped onto his Wikipedia page really quickly. <laughs> well, I wouldn't well, do that. I, I actually have quite a relevant question. Go on. When, how many, because I was looking at their caps. And most of the international guys, they don't really play in this tournament. Yeah, I was going to say, they. Mm. I was wondering about that. So. Last season, I'm assuming there was a lot of sort of guys being rested for whatever reason. But do the internationals actually actually play pro or now URC rugby or not really? Yeah, yeah, they, they do, but you you can't really expect them to play every week, which is, is a bit of a shame. I think mm. that well, there's a lot of players who have uh, sort of have it in their contract that they can play so many games a season. Uh, Alan Wynne Jones is one of those players. Um, who who are basically he he's not allowed to play every single Ospreys game and. Yeah basically you know tire himself out but thankfully wales have actually looked to build a bit of depth so 
you can actually see if you want. Another player I was going to point out was somebody like Ben Carter, who's playing for the Dragons, was capped over the summer, second row. Um, who, you know, players like that who are now building through as Welsh internationals who will play hopefully week in, week out in this league. Um, it's something that has lacked before. Like when, when Sam Warburton was playing, for example, for, for Cardiff Blues, as they were back then, like, he would basically get injured in Wales' last game for a campaign and come back the week before Wales' next campaign. And somehow he miraculously managed to do this every single season um, and basically basically got as many caps for Wales as he did for the Blues by the end of his career, I think, or not far off. So he, yeah. is he Welsh Eben Etzebeth then? Oh, I have to say. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, yeah so Etzeb- no, Etzebeth has more bot caps than province caps right now, surely. Yeah. I think he does, you're so late, province. Yeah, but so I mean, then, before he left province, even it was at that point. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like he's he's played quite a, a you know fair amount for Toulon. Yeah. In the last mm. couple of years. Yeah. But, yeah, like there's a point where he haven't had more national caps than he did local yes caps. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It's insane. But, but like, again, he's one of those players who's too good to not pick. Like if he's if he can physically run. You know, you're yeah. putting him in your team, aren't you? You're not thinking, yeah, let's put him on the bench. Yeah. Well, he's going to tell him. No, he's going like, to tell him that when he goes to when he goes for the number to pick up the number four jersey. He's like, ah, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> number nineteen I mean, this week, and then he yeah, just glares at you. That, thankfully, you know, South Africa have a lot of depth in the second row now, and arguably have the four best second rows in the world um, at their disposal. So it is a bit different now, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. I would like to see a fight between Ibn Itzbeth and Arthur Stamman. I think the world would end. <laughs> yeah. There's a saying, when elephants fight, the ground suffers. Yeah. I feel like Arthur, if Arthur doesn't win, like, almost immediately off the bell, Itzbeth will take it. No, I don't, I don't I think Itzbeth would win. But I, I still like it. No, but Arche's got like that. Like I reckon Arche could pull something off ridiculously stupid, like within the first two hits or something. And otherwise, yeah, it will definitely like the, after the third hit, it becomes it's a best match. I, I don't think I don't think Arche's got anything in his like bag tricks that it's but hasn't seen in Tiger Bag. True, actually, learn from his mm-hmm. uncles. Exactly. So when a debtor <laughs> comes at you, <laughs> yeah, fluffy and scatty Etzebet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his name is the only person we would ever consider beating Etzebet in a fight, though. So, yeah, as long as there's no um, bladder fluid around, um, <laughs> that, that 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 that's essential. Yeah, to, no, to no, make sure it's I'm pretty sure like Arcus Neiman's going to rig up like a like a magician sort of wrist mount and just like fireball him quickly as an opening <laughs> salvo. <laughs> He definitely mm. looks like a pyromaniac. <laughs> sort of, yeah, his version of pocket sand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of opening servos, uh, just well, in terms of maybe the other, other nations, well, I guess from a high level point of view, which two teams from from Ireland and Wales should be would be probably the most competitive? Actually, Ireland's always going to be Leinster and Munster, I imagine. Yeah, they have yeah. the most depth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically, don't expect anyone other than Leinster to win the league. <laughs> Um, 
because they've won it four times on the trot and it genuinely is a little bit laborious at this point like but why what are the, what's the reason why do they stockpile um like the, the irish guys that are just about to break into that level what is the reason i know ireland does pursue central contracting so maybe sure. that does affect her. Uh, i mean t- to be fair yeah th- th- that is a very big part of it like leinster just generally have i would argue the best academy in the world um uh, of, of any mm. pro rugby team you know and like it's it happens that you know they have got the big names that you know like you know the johnny sexton's mm. gary ring rose you know james ryan players like that playing for them but at the same time like i there was a match probably about march this year where the scarlets were playing at home against leinster the scarlets had pretty much their strongest team out mm. uh leinster basically had their academy out and you still knew leinster were going to win by 40 points you still didn't consider for a second that the scarlets might win the game and there was like uh, the, so the Leinster Academy boys who come in, like there was some from the, the, the sub academy that they have. So like not even first choice players for their academy were coming in and just scoring incredible solo tries and just putting in great kicks and whatever, you name it, you know, like uh, in terms of a player to look out for, I would say Scott Penny, uh, who plays in the back row. He's uncapped by Ireland, but is remarkable week in, week out. Noted. No. Noted. Yes. I just heard pens, pens just yes. furiously yeah, typing. And then and just from the, the Scotland teams, um, Ooh. What, what are your thoughts there? Because they, they, they're probably, I mean, I know the, the Bulls lost to Benetton earlier this year, but the Scottish teams, the Saturday would be, would they be a little weak, but that I said, we could be talking nonsense. So what Ooh. should we expect from them as well? Yeah, so um, firstly, it's really good news that Edinburgh finally got a stadium, so they're not playing in an empty Murrayfield every week. Um, uh, the thing is, Edinburgh are really, really up and down. Like, they're, they're one of the really quite unpredictable teams. Um, so sometimes they could, you know, pull out a big result. But often often you can get boring games where Edinburgh mm. is kind of like playing their part. Um, in terms of... Uh, players to look out for. I mean, it's it's hardly like a, a new young uncapped player or anything, but I love the fact that Edinburgh have signed Emiliano Buffelli and Ramiro Majano from Argentina. Nice. They're obviously both great players. They've signed Ben Valicott as well, who was a young English scrum half who's decided he's Scottish now. Well, he's a good player. Um, in terms of Glasgow, they've got uh, a young fly-off called Ross Thompson who is, and uh, a fullback winger called Rufus McLean, who is absolutely lightning. Uh, they're probably the two most exciting young players in Scotland at the minute. Okay, no, that, uh, that's interesting. Um, so, Ben, I think I cut you off. Did you mean I might have had a question? Oh, no, I was just about to... I didn't actually know Edinburgh had signed Buffelli, which I think shows the level of my draft preparation. <laughs> Which Scottish side has all the South African props again? Uh, it's Edinburgh. Edinburgh as well. Okay. So they've got like oh, a PS Scotland, Scotland are relatively strong, presumably because they they only have two teams. Sure. Yeah. You you would think. But like yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's it's a hard one to call on that. No, I mean Italy. You'd, by that logic, you'd call Italy strong, Ben. Yeah, but Italy are cock. Um. um but, Benetton are capable of being very good. Obviously, they they won the the incredibly prestigious Rainbow Cup, but um, you know, uh, I, I mean, to be fair, I would expect Benetton to still be good. The one thing against them is that they've lost Paolo Garbisi to, to Montpellier. Okay. Okay. 
that's one one to take notes of um okay we're going to turn to international rugby very shortly but uh just final question from you will how do you think the south african teams will adapt to the style of play that you've generally observed i mean knowing how south african teams play uh generally speaking forward dominant uh blah 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 all, all the stereotypes the stereotypes there for a reason all yeah. subtleties etc uh, how do you think they'll just generally adapt to the league uh personally uh, I, uh, what I would say is I don't think they'll really need to adapt much. I think that they'll just bring what what it is that they bring every week when they play against each other, you know. I think that when the Cheetahs and Kings came in, uh, particularly the Cheetahs, were expecting them to play slightly differently, and that just didn't really come. And I think that, uh, especially when they play at home, um, mm. you know, it, it, there's always such a difference to playing away to the South African teams than having them at your own ground, because I think... Uh, for, first of all, like the weather in Newport, you know, when when they're coming to Rodney Parade and it's just a bit damp and depressing, you know, they, they won't be prepared for that. Much the same as, you know, your old mate from Glasgow won't be prepared for playing on the high veld, you know. Uh, yeah, that's they said about that. Um, the better. I think the final point I'll make is I know after the Bulls lost their game, Jake Wack noted how well coached. Uh, the European teams are. Do you think that the particularly the players will benefit from facing South African opposition in Wales, Ireland, uh, Italy, Scotland? And do you think that long term will bleed into the national sides as well? That's a great question. I'm not. I'm not really sure to be honest. I guess we'll I mean, find out. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I don't see what harm it will do, you know, mm-hmm. playing against these players. If nothing else, from kind of a psychological perspective of like, oh, you know, this guy, uh, oh, Mr. Sia Khaleesi, never heard of you. Uh, but, but, you know, we did beat you down in Rodney Parade this one time. Not in the Dragons will ever, ever win a game. But, um, yeah, I, I think maybe, maybe in terms of preparation, playing against these guys will help people on the international service. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, look, the tournament starts. I think it's either it's this coming weekend. If I understand yeah. correctly, yeah. that is correct. Yeah. 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 And I think in terms of the broadcast times, I do not have them in front of me. But if you want to check out in South Africa, go to supersports.com. They'll be broadcasting all the games. I know they're not normal. We normally watch up here three, five, seven. I think they're different uh, from from that. So we'll find out. Uh, unless you're looking right now, Pat. Well, do you guys? Do you have to watch through whatever the UK provider is, hey? Uh, I, I'm not sure in terms of what you guys, what uh, the situation being in South Africa. I watch on Premier Sports, which is, yeah, the UK provider. Yeah, I saw recently now that URC is sort of launching their own streaming platform for like right. pretty much the rest of the world. And it actually looks okay. quite decent. But I can't remember. There was like, it's like got a weird overlap with the Northern Hemisphere. Like, I think, yeah, like I can't remember if it's like the Northern Hemisphere, uh, if it's like Italy and I think the UK were excluded from it or something. Right. Okay. I I wasn't familiar with this, mm. but that's good if they do release something like that, to be honest. But I th- uh, and hopefully it's not stupid expensive. It's not bad. I think I saw it was for the a season pass on demand was I think two hundred dollars or something stupid like that. That, that's right. no that's not 200 dollars 100 and something dollars sorry ah. right uh just just, just as fixtures for you uh 6:30 south african time we're currently an hour uh, ahead of the uk the opening fixture at zebra versus the lions cardiff versus connacht 
Ulster, Glasgow, and then Saturday, Benetton, Stormers. I won't read all these pictures out every week, guys. Don't you worry. Probably the round of the game is Leinster versus the Bulls. I think it's 5.15 UK time, 6.15 South African time. If you want to watch. What? And then in, in the Edinburgh Scarlet, and the end of the game, another good one. Munster versus the Sharks mm. at 8.30. And was it game on Sunday? Oh, forgive me. Yeah, Dragons, Ospreys at 3 o'clock at Rodney Parade. Would that be um, one to watch? Uh, the the Dragons Ospreys one. Yes. Yeah, I th- I think so. I think the Dragons have made a lot of really good signings this season. So uh, I I could definitely see them pulling out a few good wins. You know, I don't I don't expect them to you know like win the league or anything. But uh, I I think that they'll maybe surprise a few people with some of the signings yeah. they've made. Well, I think it's a brave new era for South African rugby. We're looking very much forward to it. Um, again, this part's going to run horribly over, 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 so apologies, Will, if, if we do so. But speaking That's of okay. not a good era, the box, uh, we've got trounced. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of disappointed fans here in the country because we lost Australia again. So, Alex, we'll start with you. I mean, there's been a lot of bashing. Laurie Bain says we're dinosaurs. Sean Fitzpatrick says we need to, and all the Kiwis seem to have fun kicking us ahead of the 100th test. Yeah. Um, I guess if the two, three points, what do you think went wrong? Let's ignore the apparent blocking that the Aussies do. That's gamesmanship and fair play to them, if they can exploit the referee. That's, that's just part of it. So where did it go wrong from a high level? I'm trying to avoid what other people have been talking about. Beyond, beyond the yeah. Sorry, Alex? Alex, Alex just sent a message to say his, his uh, headset just broke. So. Oh, shit. Maybe. Rest in peace, Alex. We will, we, will, <laughs> we, will, we will catch him next week. I'll turn to you, Ben, um, quickly. Just where where does, did, you, did you think it went wrong for the box? I'd be very interested to hear Will's opinion uh, on this as well, yeah. living outside this African bubble. So Yeah, yeah I think uh, it's kind of like what we were talking about last week. The, 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 sort of the system is it's pretty simple, but it's based on a few things going right and one of them sort of making your tackles i felt we just we, we fell off too many tackles i think bringing back karevi was inspired um so yeah I, I think that that was a big factor again it's our kicking game seemed it still seemed like we were retaining kicks and competing well but it just didn't seem to kind of create the same level of of momentum that it had had done previously, yeah, no, but you're good on Australia. They yes, they definitely played play better than they they were, they they were good for it, and uh, it's good. I think a good Australia is ultimately good for rugby. But yeah, I hope I hope we sort ourselves out because I, I was really looking forward to the Springboks playing the All Blacks, and now now less so. But hey, like I, I think <laughs> yes. it's the kind of game where. <laughs> It's a kind of game where I feel we rise to the occasion normally, apart from that one time we took 50. Yeah, or, or the other t- We've taken 50 from the All Blacks a couple of times. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, some of the points have been noted is the one thing I've, I've raised is that, look, this is happening now in 2021, not 2023. Perhaps some of the players, they've reached the turning point. Uh, I mean, I've been stating Billy. Sorry, Phil. Uh, even a guy like uh, Dwayne Vermeulen has been playing to his ability. But I guess it goes back to what you said. But we have a simple game plan. If a few things go wrong, unfortunately, it does turn to dust. Uh, Matt, um, do you concur? Well, you look, think, uh, um, as I said, I didn't, back? 
is available for the weekend. So yeah, as I said I, on Saturday, I didn't get a chance to watch. I saw that clip of Tupo's pass. That's all I've seen, and so therefore I've seen <laughs> the best rugby out of everyone this weekend, <laughs> sort of on a percentage. Um, but an interesting comment I saw was, I mean, the box. Some of the box have been in a bio bubble since June. Others yes, have been since July. True. Like psychologically, these guys are fucked. Like they're like. Like there really isn't like there really is, and I think from what I understand and from actually I did watch a couple of highlights, that like you can almost see that sort of like wearing on their faces like like these guys have only known each other for the last couple of months and the next foreseeable two three months or next month or month and a bit still or like these are the only faces they're going to carry on seeing and I think that. It's a massive factor because I mean it's the first time I think had had the Bucks played Australia fresh, not sort of stayed in the bubble after the Lions and then gone to Australia, and then having that being their first game outside of South Africa in like two years, it would have probably made a massive difference to a lot of the things that we're talking about. How we're saying they look like they're playing slower, they're falling off tackles and that, and I think it boils down to that the guys are just worn thin and I think as you said as well they pull themselves up that the idea of the hundred that building towards our hundredth test against New Zealand is one of those things that hopefully we can sort of psychologically find something to pull off for a change. Yeah, now now mm. now you saying it like the Lions tour it's such a big commitment for lack of a better word. You know it's it's so immersive it's so emotional it's so physically draining it's so yeah it's sort of it's it's everything yeah and then to you know you you know you win the lions to a this kind of compilation and then what we're doing oh yeah now you're playing argentina like you've got to stay in this hotel for another week then we're going to put you on a plane you're not going yeah you're going to stay in pe for like three weeks and then we're going to fly you to a hotel in australia it's like when you finish your holiday and then you have to like wait a day to catch your plane and you're like well okay. yeah and then that's their life forever mm. no mm. i think i think that's a fair point uh the annoying no, thing no, is no 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 excuses the thing is yeah. this, this is maybe but obviously stuff's going wrong on the field as well yeah yeah um, i'm sure this bleeds over into the field though that's what and, and we haven't had an opportunity to uh, freshen up the team but again to highlight australia played very well um, in a way, you could just see the work that Brad Thorne's been putting through at Queensland, um, especially just the, the, the verve and energy that the Aussie teams are playing. But I do think the reaction's a little bit over the top. Like oh, suddenly no, all is it's well not again. the death of Australia. All is well again in Australian rugby. <laughs> we'll put that aside. No, but I kind uh, of, you kind of want them to think like that, though, because if they don't think that, then they never put money into Australia, and you kind of do want them to be blindly optimistic about Australian rugby. Uh, no, that, that is true. Um, and look, they, they did deserve uh, to win. And uh, the world rankings now has three um, Southern Hemisphere teams. One, two, three. So someone said balance has been well, restored. I, 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 was trying, I was trying to think if like, if now if Australia lose to Argentina, could Argentina possibly get a fourth? Um, <laughs> as long as it's the Australian home game, I think. I yeah, I, I, I didn't even know how that works. Just, <laughs> uh, well, your perspective, um, just particularly on what may have been going wrong for South Africa and just looking ahead. We won't really talk much about the All Blacks game. Uh, I mean, they, they actually played very well. 
how do you, I guess, first of all, see how do you think the box is playing? What do you think might be going wrong? And they're looking at Saturday. South Africa does better when nobody expects anything from yeah. them, which is mostly frustrating. But <clears> on <throat> the field, um, is there anything anything that you picked out um, that perhaps uh, others haven't uh, beyond Hondo Pollard <laughs> complaining about being blocked <laughs> by the Aussies? I mean, the thing is, right, I, I very much agree with a lot of the points that you guys have just said. And it was really interesting to eavesdrop on that actually hearing, you know, some South African fans uh, discussing what, what it might have been. It's not the end of the world for the Springboks, you know? Like, you, uh, as as far as I view it, I still view South Africa as the best team in the world with, you know, the, the best coach in the world. Uh, and I, I, I just think um, Australia really played their cards right tw- tw- two weeks in a row. And, mm. you know, as, as you guys have done, you've just kind of got to say well done to them, you know? Um, looking ahead to Saturday is quite interesting because I could still see that South Africa winning that and I could still see them winning it comfortably, you know? There's every chance that I'm going to eat those words, but um, and I'm not saying they're favourites by any means after yeah. those two losses. It definitely changes the perspective of it. But coming off the back of uh, winning the Lions tour, going straight in with basically no rest, honestly, that that would that would ruin a campaign, you know? Like that will wreck your squad. Like as you said, like not only physically, but uh, I guess emotionally as well. Mm. You know, uh, everything that was put into that uh, because. The one thing that people around the world try and complain about when they shouldn't about South Africa is that they will do anything to win the games of rugby that are ahead of them, whether that is putting out an hour's video on the refereeing, knowing that it will get refereed differently the next week, you know, like stuff like that. Somebody like Razi Erasmus and Jack Nainabob, they're very, very good at manufacturing whatever it is during the week that will eventually lead them winning that said i do think they need to stop on the whole complaining about referees thing because they've played that card three times in a row now um and i i checked on saturday uh it was over a thousand i think it was about a thousand and thirty days ago the springboks last lost a test match and didn't complain about the referee um which is mental um so you know it's and a lot of that's because the springboks don't lose many games but uh regardless uh, yeah, uh, in terms of what actually went wrong, I think the, the South Africa, rather than what necessarily went wrong, it's what didn't go right for me. That like mm. the South African forward pack didn't look completely and utterly dominant, both with yes. and without the ball. You know, yes. like the Australian pack at least managed to get parity, uh, both in the air and in terms of their forward pack, and that was kind of all they needed to, to match South Africa. Yes. And then let their backs do the rest of the work, you know. Uh, it sounds like an incredibly simplified way of winning a test match. But effectively, I guess in, in simple terms, that's mm. probably what they did. Yeah, and uh, I've said this about Australia. Um, you know, if they can match, get parity, um, their backline's always good value in one way or the other. And also they're yeah. generally very, very well coached. They're good at moving the ball around, which I think the All Blacks have, again, moved it to the next level. But thankfully, the World Cup's next Two years away. My just major concern is if we look beyond uh, our starting 15, the guys who are coming up, the uh, the fussies of this world, who I mean, we rate yeah. very, very highly, they don't Absolutely. really have enough experience to put against the All Blacks right now. <laughs> I think we'd be doing them a disservice. So it's uh, they, they, even if I want some tweaks, the opportunity has been missed, and we just kind of have to hope for the best. The box will raise their game, but I'm glad you're very optimistic. It makes me feel rather optimistic. Um, I guess Ben. Looking ahead to that, how optimistic are you about? I know I think you, you, the, uh, the excitement has died. Oaks are worried, but yeah, no, no, I've I've always I've always excited for for an All Blacks game. I think 
it's always oh, it's always close apart from when it isn't but <laughs> but i feel it's they'll they'll lift themselves for it i i hope i hope the all blacks have kind of kind of been um lulled into a bit of a false sense i don't think they have um yeah it, it will be it will be interesting because as I as I quite often say, I don't think the All Blacks are as well coached as Australia are, but obviously they are they better players. Mm. So it is it would be quite interesting to kind of see. They they do have the ability to break a game, and I don't think the Springboks are going to keep them scoreless. But at the same time, I don't think their structures are as good as Australia. So I think the Springboks might have more more luck on attack against them. So. No, it will be it will be uh it will be a good game. Well it will be an interesting game, but mm. yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Well it's uh, yeah, it is well you you kind of circled the wagons. We've taken it very badly. Very, very badly. Mm. Uh along with certain troll Twitter people excuse me, people on Twitter in South Africa who that they, they, they get a rise out of making other South African rugby fans very angry. So I appreciate the just the perspective uh, that you that you brought because I've been in the in the emotional turmoil on this. Matt yeah. Matt you, you means you've been playing sailing, but are you a duck with feet uh swimming vigorously under the water against the all blacks or you're very much like Ben. You're kind of like, well, it's a hundredth test, it's all blacks test, it's always good value. See how, we're gonna see how we do. Yeah, look, I think SA loves loves a fucking story narrative, so I think the box are, <laughs> the fi- box are the down fire. for it. Like I think you've got. I think we had to lose against Japan in Brighton just so that we could win the World Cup against them when we saw them again. So I think this is very much what we needed to lose to Australia, the team that got trounced so badly by New Zealand like the previous two weeks. Mm. Like it's all part of this narrative that we always play into. So I think sort of uh, if 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 i were writing tv which i think grassy does on an omnipotent level that i think at this point the box the box it's not going to be a comfortable win it's going to be very tight game and i think yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah i think i'm not i don't think it's time to throw out everything no no i'm I'm still i'm fairly comfortable with this game yeah do you think they're playing the long con no definitely that'd be nice that 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 would be nice, but I, I think it goes back to your comment. Ben. If if the, if there was yeah. a coach who would deliberately throw a game to give a, a different team a false sense of security, it would be. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's the conspiracy we're working on now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, very much. It's so. like we said. It's like we said last week when, like, I'm not, like we all try to question why I'm would knock it on behind the try line, and now we know exactly why. The butterfly effect <laughs> of that all happening. Yeah, this, this is this is the ultimate long con. I, yes. I don't even think it's to do with beating the All Blacks on Saturday. I think it's about winning the 2027 World Cup. No, it's probably 2027. 2023. No, 2027 World Cup. It's it's that longer long con. Yeah. They're tactically going to come third in 2023, so they can win 2027, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2027 is the French one, right? Yes. We, we know that. Uh, 23 is the French one. Is 23 yeah. the French 23 one? 23 is probably going to be Australia. <laughs> if it's French, it doesn't count. Yes. Well, uh, I was going to say, because that just builds up, it should have been ours. That's why I can't remember. We won yeah. that one, we should have won this one at home, type narrative. That, that, that would have been nice, but 
I, I don't want to talk about 2023 and the, the skull that the French engaged in. Um, you guys didn't see my tweet about. I it. saw your comments so, about so, it. I, so, so, well, well, I live I live in Mauritius, so I get a lot of French news, and the French were bitching and moaning because um, they had lined up some big uh, contract to supply Australia with submarines. Oh yes, and then, that's right. Yeah. Then some sort of skullduggery went and on in the background and suddenly that contract went to Britain and the United States and I was like and my father-in-law was fuming he was complaining about how the French got cheated and blah 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 and I was like yes good serve them right for the World Cup like they deserve to lose their whatever it was their 80 billion dollars submarine contract did that go down well with the father-in-law it went down like a submarine with a screen door I'm sure Oh no, it, it, I don't think he quite. I just kind of wandered off ranting to myself. Like, I don't think he really got what I was on about. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I think we've run a bit over time. I guess my, my final point on the All Blacks, I'm interested to see the least trio that they name. We're going to see their strongest team, or what Ian Foster thinks is their strongest team, even though he doesn't have an idea of what their strongest team yeah, is. <laughs> we, we do not like Ian Foster. We think he's rather mediocre, and we're big fans of Razor Robertson. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I would agree with that. I think the thing is, right, it's because of him following up Henry and Hansen. Ian Foster kind of feels like the exact same coach as those two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he's easy to get a little bit bored of it now. He's literally got... <laughs> he's you must probably, if you look at his notebook, it's still... He's just tuck a piece of tape over where it said Hansen. He's just written Foster. <laughs> is it just like like is it just like they're all slightly more shit versions of the next one maybe it's all the same guy in a suit oh it's just like a slightly worse prosthetic suit the mask they just make on lower lower budget every every four years it's like decaying penguins in a suit we we have we have a theory will that uh chasing colby has five penguins in a trench coat okay i I, I mean I mean, yes. yeah, absolutely. I think I think that so many other people have had, independently had the same thought. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, but, but maybe maybe it's a similar concept. They like some sort yeah. of yeah, yeah. What's that? Um, that parrot, not the kiwi, but that, that like useless parrot in oh the the kokuko or something. Yeah, the one that just it basically almost went extinct when they invented when they brought cats in because it just never realized something could hunt it. Yeah, I, I downloaded an app the other day which Stephen Fry told me to download and donated like two dollars to its conservation or something. So, huh. yeah, that's so nice of you. Is Ian Foster those like several of those parrots in in an all, and, and they in an all black blazer? Whenever a cat comes past, yeah, like part of like part of its like cognitive abilities drops every time he walks past the cat. Yeah, but, but I mean, on the flip side, like Scott Robertson. I think might actually be a penguin in a suit, which is his selling point, you know? Well, yeah, I reckon a penguin in a suit, that's possibly the... And he's good on a surfboard. He's that, that, he's that yeah, penguin with right? those, like, yellow frills just above the eyebrows, obviously. Sure, yeah, yeah. The, the macaroni penguin, is it called? Jeez, that, that, that's the good. The macaroni wish... penguin. Yeah, we need to ask Andrew. He's he's the bird, bird expert. He keeps um, on wanting to come into the pod, and finally we got a reason to bring him on. He's not here. I'll see him on Thursday. I'll tell him that we discuss birds again. And then he so missed the shot. Meeting, are you guys all meeting up for the draft? Um, actually, the draft. I must check what the Cape Town plans are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're meeting here, we're meeting here in Northern Joburg. Um, it, it will be good to see how little or how much we know about Northern Hemisphere rugby. It, it will be a goodie. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate yeah, thanks, your time. Guys. And your insights. Yeah, cheers, it, it's been lovely. Very much. 
enjoy the chat. Yeah, likewise. Likewise, thank you. No, no thank you. And uh, yeah, for Alex, Alex, he, he did message his condolences. He did. He, he calls X unceremonious, which is uh, pretty much spot on. So sorry, Alex, but we will be we'll, we'll get you back uh, next week. Ben, thank you very much uh, for joining us as always. Thanks for having me on, Adam. No, no, that's good, good. And uh, Matt, uh, indeed. I mean, if you see a prop score try in the first five minutes, um, you're done, hey? For the All Blacks game. Yeah, look, if the ball goes white in chair and he scores on the wing, I'm done. I'm calling it a day. You're a simple man with simple pleasures. Um, (laughs) So if you have been listening, thank you very much for doing so. Uh, We do wish the box luck. It's going to be a good one, whichever way it goes. And we will be back next week, um, either smiling or not. We'll find out. Thank you for listening. Be back next week.